The biggest takeaway from Texas A&M's loss to Ole Miss, this secondary has got to be better. How do you fix it for the future? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. The secondary is really bad. Texas A&M secondary is really bad. Now, Damani Richardson, for example, he graded that well on PFF. He was fine. You had some guys out with injury. Tariq Chappelle's banged up. Sam McCall got hurt. Josh DeBerry hasn't been great. You got the freshman Javon Thomas. There's a lot of moving parts here. But the question is, before we, you know, we talk about the secondary, I do want to kind of add, my, my reason I'm talking future in this is the Aggies have now with this loss, the Aggies have underachieved. If you beat LSU, great. Eight and four with the top five roster in college football is underachieving. All you everydayers that we've had this conversation, I think we all can agree on that. So I'm now we're obviously breaking down all the games, breaking down the rest of the season, but I mean, we're going to try and get a little bit more big picture. And the secondary has got to be better. How do you do that? Young talent is great, but at the end of the day, you have to hit on transfer players. Josh DeBerry has not been a hit. A guy people were really excited to see hadn't been a hit. Tony Grimes, I mean, we haven't even seen him. I still don't think he's a real person. He's never even been out there, it seems like. You know, I don't know if you can call that a miss. He's been hurt. I'm kidding around about him not being another. I mean, he's been hurt. We don't know the deal with him. Uh, Coach Fisher's been real quiet about his injury. But once again, I mean, that's kind of a swing and a miss. Sam McCall... He's different than DeBerry and Grimes. DeBerry and Grimes are older guys who have played a lot of college football. McCall, you know, he's still a young guy. He can get better. I thought he was okay on Saturday. I thought he was okay. I don't think he was great. I think there's signs that he can be a great corner, uh, great cornerback in the SEC for a long time. So uh, I know he's banged up, but there's a future there with McCall. There's a future there with Javon Thomas. But at the end of the day, you still got to go get more guys. Right now, when it comes to recruiting class, you really just got Bussy committed. Um, so you don't got a ton. Obviously, he's talented, but you don't have a ton of, of talent committed. Uh, in Well, you got safeties committed as well. I'm talking more corners. But point is, you have to hit on the transfer portal in this offseason, I think. I mean, you don't want to rely on freshman corners next year in this 2024 season. Now, we're going to talk about the future a little bit today. Where do we go from here? And... A lot of that's going to be 2024-oriented. Secondary's got to be better next year. If the secondary plays like this next year, the Aggies are not going to have a good season. There's definitely going to be a coaching change, and this thing's going to blow up. So secondary was bad in this football game. I think you could argue, except for maybe the one game you could kind of argue it was okay was the Tennessee loss. 
And still, like, let's pull up those numbers here. I don't remember exactly how many. Um, yeah, Milton, Milton, yeah, no, the, the secondary was fine there. But in every other loss, I think you can really point a finger at the secondary. Truly, that Tennessee loss, they were fine. That was really on the offense, not scoring. Every other loss, I think you can point a finger at the secondary. That's how bad they've been. A lot of this season falls down. I mean, you had one single receiver for Ole Miss with 213 yards, Harris did. I mean, can't happen. Secondary has got to be better, and you got to fix it for the future. That's going to take more continued success in recruiting high school players, and that's going to take better talent evaluation in the transfer portal. you got to find guys who can come in and succeed at the SEC level. DeBerry so far has not been the answer there. So you got to find those players in the portal this cycle. The next thing I have here is I thought the Aggies ran the football better. Uh, still, th- I mean, was it perfect? No, I mean, you still 36 carries, 152 yards, 4.2 yards a carry. Amari Daniels, 12 for 70. Le'Veon Moss, 9 for 52. Le'Veon Moss, you know, he was, I mean, he was grimacing on the sidelines. He was hurt. He was, I respect him. He was playing hurt. Um, I have this feeling that you're not going to see Moss the rest of the season. The way Coach explained, it, he was like, "Well, it doesn't need surgery, but it might be a week. We'll see him." I don't, I, I don't think you'll see Moss the rest of the year. If I had to guess, that's a guess. That's you know, that's a, I don't know that for a fact, but um, he fought through it in this ball game, which uh, all Aggie fans I know he lose this football game, but I respect him for being out there and, and doing the best he could to, to fight for this team. Um, but the Aggies ran the football better. Once again, I mean, you hate talking about a positive like this in a loss, but the Aggies did run the football better. Hopefully, I mean, you assume they're going to run the football against Mississippi State and Abilene Christian. Um, I think they'll be able to run it pretty easy against LSU. But once again, we're, we're starting to look future, and I think you got a stable of good running backs here. I think you could see a guy transfer out. I don't know who it would be. Uh, it seems like Reuben Owens, from some things I've heard, things I've seen, Reuben Owens is somewhat unhappy, which, I mean, you know, he did have six carries in this game. I, I think yards per carry-wise, he has definitely underperformed. Six for 15, 2.5 yards a carry in this game. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how the running back room shapes out in the future. But I think they ran the ball better in this football game. That's a that's a positive thing to take away. The one possession losses is the next thing we're going to talk about. And, you know, it, it's almost... I was talking with, about this with my dad the other day, or yesterday, watching the game, and I was like, it just feels like you can't win. You just can't win these late games. That is now three one-possession losses against ranked opponents. You have a one a seven-point loss to number 19 at the time, Tennessee. A six-point loss to number 11 at the time, Alabama. A three-point loss to number 10, Ole Miss. I mean, it just feels like, what do you got to do? do to win these games late it just is killer it's just killer not being able to get the job done against good football teams when you're there and that is what is so frustrating is you're there these football teams are not Alabama's a much better team Tennessee and Ole Miss talent Ole Miss talent wise are not that much better than you not but frankly I mean no they're not they're roster wise they're not better than you execution and coaching they're better but you're there you just got to execute i saw every time i say execute i think i sound like coach Fisher, but you got to execute what you're trying to do and coaching's got to be better it's got to be better so the one possession losses are i mean based on what i'm seeing i think the aggies beat mississippi state they beat abilene christian and they lose by three points on the road in baton rouge i mean that's what it feels like the season's going to end and it's going to be the season of 
if one play goes different to four football games, the Aggies are in the college football playoff. And I know that you can't really say that. But point is, you've been there in all these football games, and you just can't get the job done. And it is becoming frustrating. I know all you Aggie fans out there feel the same way. It, it is just so, so painful to sit and watch this time and time again. So I don't know where you go from here. I don't know what you do. I don't know how you make this change. But you got to find a way to win close football games late to win close football games in the fourth quarter, and the Aggies haven't done that. You only had one sack in this football game. That was on Texas A&M-like, and I talked about it. I mean, Jackson Dart, let me pull up the numbers on that, but, I mean, he had been sacked. He's now been sacked 20 times. Yeah, he was 19 heading into the game. He's been sacked 20 times. He'd been sacked a little bit. It's not like nobody was, you know, if we would have gone into this game and he had, had been sacked eight times and you get him once, I'm like, okay, that's, you know, I get it. But he'd been sacked, and, and there wasn't – and I'll tell you this. I saw a handful – every time – you know, we can sit here and we can knock coaches all we want. The one thing I always say a caveat to this is, you know, Coach Jork, and I'm going to say some things I wasn't super happy with. These coaches know more than we do. These coaches know more than I do. They know more than y'all do. It's just part of it. These coaches know ball, okay? But at the end of the day – there are things that we can see, I watch, and I see repeat themselves time and time again to where it becomes something bad's going to happen here. Watching the game with my dad, like I said. Watching the game, we're sitting there. I see three men rush, and I go, here comes a big play. Set it right to him. Immediately, big play. When, when the Aggies rush three, the secondary doesn't hold up. I don't, I don't understand what is so confusing about that. I don't understand why, why the coaching staff can't look at that and go, huh, when we send four, five, six guys, we're getting home every time because the quarterback, you know, our, the secondary can hold up for a few seconds and we're getting pressure. When the quarterback has all month, someone's going to get open because our secondary isn't good. That is why it's so frustrating watching the three-man rush. I, I don't. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, it's got to be better. It's got to be better. You got to send more guys. I'd love an explanation on that. I know we don't get to hear from the from the sec, the you know other coaches, but I'd love an explanation on it. it. It just that's that's not where things need to be, and it is is really hurting the Aggies. You got to get pressure in these games against teams that can throw the football. You really didn't all that much in this football game, and you lost the game. That's what it looks like to me. We're going to talk about Max Johnson. He did some things well. He did some things not well. And some different things that went on. More takeaways from this ballgame coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. It's now time for your Game Changer of the Week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like John A. Walker, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Jod A. Walker, once again, the, the small school transfer comes in. We didn't know what kind of role he was going to have, but he comes in, and he's just a ball player for the Aggies. Had another good game, over 100 yards receiving. Good for him. Glad to see him succeeding. He's a good player. Love seeing the, the small school, the non-D1 transfers, Juco, D2, whatever, guys succeeding in, in college football and in the SEC, and that's what we're seeing with Walker. He's going to be a good player for a very long time. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON 
to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. More takeaways from this ball game here today on Locked on Aggies. Uh, talking about Max Johnson a little bit, you know, I think as fans, we often let one play skew our opinion on a player. And and I did that some, and, and I want to kind of walk back, not walk back statements, but walk back my own thoughts. And Max played a good football game. If you look at the numbers, run through stats in segment three, but he, play, he, he played a, a good football game. There was one costly error. That I you know, and, and and one play never, never is the game. You could say, well, the block field goal if it gets through, it goes in. If um, but the play I'm talking about was the interception first to goal from the five. I would have liked to have seen a run play there. Le'Veon Moss proved he could he can run around the goal line this year. This game, I would have liked to have see a, seen a run play there, maybe a couple, and then then you you, you throw it. But um, that interception was costly. It was, and and it was a. I talked about it on the reaction show. It was a, it was it was a miscommunication between Anai Smith, Max Johnson, and Coach Fisher. It seemed like. I mean, it was the announcer said that the throw should have been kind of with a little bit of velo velocity into the post, the goal post that is, and the throw was kind of on the outside of that spot and like lobbed in there, and immediately Max Johnson kind of like Anais. Ah, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what he said, but he was you know saying, "What are you doing?" And then, you know, Anais is like, what? And then Coach Fisher's yelling at Max. So it's like, you know, you don't know what went on there. But point is, it was a bad, it was a bad play that did, you know, we're not going to say cost the Aggies the game, but hurts. I mean, think about it. If you score a touchdown there, you, you score more points than they did. I know that it was early third quarter and you could talk about game script and different things and all that. But point is, it was a costly, costly mistake by the Aggies. But aside from that, I thought Max Johnson had a good football game. I saw a lot of people tweeting saying, I never expected the drop-off from Connor Wigman to Max Johnson to be this much. There's a drop-off. There, there was a drop-off, and there's no debate about it. But Max Johnson played a football game that, that could have won that game. And, and, and I'll, I'll stand on that you know, statement. Um, there is a drop-off, but I do think Max Johnson's a solid quarterback, one of the best backups in the SEC that has won football games, can win football games. So... You know, this is a game. This is a this is a football game where I thought, like I said, Max wasn't perfect. He was not by any stretch of the imagine perfect, but he was okay. He he kept the Aggies in there. He was gritty. He fought hard. I respect. I mean, how much he gets hit, and we're talking about the offensive line here in a minute. But with how much he gets hit, I just have so much respect for the fact that he's willing to just stand in there time and time again. How many times over the last four or five weeks have we seen Max Johnson stand up and just you can tell he's hurt? And he's just fighting for this team. So I appreciate him. I respect him for what he's doing. But um, yeah, I thought he was, I thought he had a good game. I thought one mistake really changed people's viewpoints on his game. But no, Max Johnson played a good football game aside from one bad, bad mistake. The offensive line, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, so basically, Max Johnson only got sacked one time. He got hit. He got hit a handful. He was pressured a good amount. But he did only get hit, I mean, only get sacked one time. The offensive line graded out fine. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting to open PFF this morning and see, okay, they graded out well. 
The offensive line, Chase Besant's PSS grade was PFF grade was awesome. His pass block grade was awesome, which is great to see because, like I said, he's going to be a guy for a long time. So that's good to see with Besant's. Good to see him succeeding. Um, but this offensive line, I don't think you can knock them. They graded that well on PFF. They fought hard. Max only got sacked one time. I know he got hit a few times, but only sacked once. So the offensive line, you know, it hasn't been great this year. There's no debate there, no question there. But I don't think you can look at this game and go, that's Max's fault. Max has been the problem. He's been awful because, because you know, he's not. He's not the issue here. Um, or I'm sorry, the offensive line. You know, the offensive line is not the issue here. It has been to a degree this season. But this game, they gave Max time. They did what they needed to do. So offensive line, better. Hopefully that's a sign of what's to come in the future. But it was good to see this offensive line have a better game. Not perfect, but better. And, and better is good in my book. I'm glad to see that. So good for this offensive line. Good for Chase Basantis for having himself a good football game. Uh, one thing I want to talk about a little bit as we talk about some takeaways here is the injuries. You know, you got guys banged up. Evan Stewart's banged up. He wasn't out there. Tariq Chappelle's banged up. He wasn't out there. Sam McCall went down. Le'Veon Moss went down. This team is really limp into the finish line. This football team's hurt. This football team's hurt, and it starts to make you wonder, you know, where do we – what do we do now? I mean, like I said, I don't think you'll see Le'Veon Moss the rest of the season. When it comes to, like, Evan Stewart, I don't know if you're going to see – I mean, what's his deal? I think he'll he'll be good to go, but you never know. And it's like um, this team's just banged up. You hate to see it. This team has been banged up all year long. All teams do. I'm not I'm not saying that as an excuse. All teams are banged up. Every team gets hurt. Every team has injuries. But, um, I mean, you lose your starting quarterback. You lose your starting tight end in the beginning of the year. You lose your, your running backs in the lineup all year. Your best offensive player and Evan Stewart's in and out of lineup all year. I mean, you, it's been a banged up Texan and team, and you just hate to see it. But those are the injuries. Coach Fisher will keep us updated throughout the week. I, like I said, if I had to predict, I don't think you'll see Le'Veon Moss again this year. That's just a thought. Evan Stewart, I, I don't know on him. We'll just have to see. He looked, you know, okay on the sidelines, but I mean, you know, what is okay? I mean, he can he's able to walk around, but um, it's a banged up football team, and that definitely isn't helping the Aggies. I have two more takeaways here, and one I just have I have two words written: not clutch. This team, so, you know, clutch is both sides of the ball. You could say, well, Andrew, you know, they were they were clutch um, scoring that touchdown late in the game. That was clutch. Max Johnson was clutch. That was a clutch drive. That was a good job of moving the football, get, giving yourself a chance, getting taking the lead. But then, okay, offense was clutch. Now the defense has got to be clutch. The defense wasn't clutch. They let Ole Miss take the football right through that defense like butter, like a, like a, a butter knife through a warm knife through butter, whatever the saying is. You know what I mean? Let them just run right through them, go score a touchdown, give the Aggies a chance to come back down the field, miss the field goal, game over. Not clutch stuff. That is not clutch. So it doesn't matter if the offense is clutch. If the defense isn't clutch, you don't win, makes you not clutch team. You got to just be clutch. I mean, and that's part, that's another, that's another part of the one possession loss conversation. Clutch football teams find a way to win one possession games. That's what Ole Miss did. That's what Alabama did. That's what Tennessee did against the Aggies. Those teams were more clutch than the Aggies were. Texas A&M has got to be more clutch than they have been. So um, it's it's they got to be more clutch. The last thing I want to talk about takeaways-wise before we run through some stats, and I, it's kind of a question. We're going to have this conversation this week on Mark on Aggies, probably later in the week, 
Thursday, Friday. So I want to have, I want to raise this question and let y'all give me your thoughts so we can kind of have a, have a back and forth almost. And I'll, I'll talk about this again later in the week, but what do we want going forward when it comes to coaching staff? What do we want going forward? And I'm just going to lay out the two sides and y'all tell me your thoughts. I mean, my immediate reaction here is if you pull the trigger and fire coach Fisher, um, then you, if you, if you decide to make that move, you're going to lose recruits. You're going to lose guys to the portal. Are, are you able to compete next year? I just, the way I, the way I look at it is Texas A&M should be able next year to compete. Hopefully if coach, but should be able to compete for a national championship. Truly. Now, then you can go, well, Andrew, don't forget, that would mean that the same coaching staff is here and they've been awful. They haven't been good. They've, it's been a bad coaching staff that's made bad decisions and that's led to losses for the Aggies. True. So that's why it's like, do you? Do, here's the question. Here's how I'll, I'll formulate the question. Do you want to give Coach Fisher one more shot with a pretty manageable 2024 uh, schedule to go and give this thing a run at the, well, it wouldn't be the West next year, but give this thing a run at the SEC, give this a run at the at the, at the college football playoff, or do you make the move now and try and see where you can go from here? That's the question. I lean toward one more year, and if it goes bad, done. That's where I lean. I want to hear your all's thoughts on this conversation. If you think you, you, you pull the trigger now on this decision, let me know. If you think you wait one more year, let me know. We will go deeper into this conversation later in the week, but I wanted to lay it out there and hear everybody's thoughts, and then I'll kind of read those comments, talk about them, break it down on a later show in the week. We're going to talk about some stats, some PFF grades, who looked good, who looked bad, coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. First, we're going to talk about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn, it's just a great tool. If you're an employer looking for employees and a, a, a uh, looking for a job, it's just the best place to go find it. You can add resumes. It, 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 you can, it'll give you jobs that you like. You have a little thing on your profile that says looking for work. It's just a great, well-put-together app that can help you find a job, or if you're an employer, help you find a candidate for the job that will do a good job. So that is, it's just the best, the best app for looking for a job, networking yourself, got to check out LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So before we call it a day here at Locked On Aggies, we will run through some stats, run through the numbers from both teams, both sides, what went on. First of all, talking about the... Um, talking about the quarterback position, yeah, you had Max Johnson, 31 for 42, 305 yards, 7.3 yards per catch or per uh, pass, one touchdown, one interception, um, and Max also had a touchdown on the ground. Then you had Amari Daniels, 12 for 70 on the ground with a touchdown. You had Le'Veon Moss, 9 for 52 on the ground with a touchdown. Ruben Owens, 6 for 15 on the ground. We talked about it. His role is kind of starting to diminish. Uh, he did have a reception in this game for zero yards. But Ruben Owens, we're starting to see less and less of him 
as we see more and more Le'Veon Moss. But now that he's banged up, we might be able to see Le- uh, Ruben Owens get fully unleashed this week. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Jade Walker, eight receptions for 100 yards. He's a really good player. I think next year he could be awesome. Jade Walker's a really good football player. Eight for 100, long and 19. Anaya Smith had another solid game, six catches, 83 yards. Noah Thomas, four for 50. Jake Johnson, two for 31, and a big touchdown in this one. Moose, three for 23. Max Wright, two for seven. Mari Daniels, three for seven. Uh, Moss, two for four. And the Ruben Owens, one catch for zero yards. Um, Tackles, uh, Bryce Anderson led the team in tackles. Eight, five solo, one and a half tackles for loss. Richardson, seven, uh, seven, three solo, one tackle for loss. Cooper, half sack, one tackle for loss, and seven uh, total tackles. DeBerry had six tackles and a tackle for loss. I mean, that's kind of the defense. Um, they did a good job keeping the ball away from Anias when it comes to punt returns and stopping him. Um, so, Constantino punted the ball a bit better. Long of 46, average of 40.3. It was a lot better than what we saw last week of the average of like whatever it was, 32, 33. So it was, he's getting better. It's a good thing to see. But so uh, PFF grades, Cooper didn't grade out well on PFF. And I mean, he's been like a PFF darling. So Edgerton Cooper didn't grade out well on PFF, which is weird because like I said, he has been a true PFF darling this year. Not his best game. Um, Basant is graded out well. Jade Walker graded out well. And the offensive line graded out well. It's good to see all that on PFF. But the numbers, you just numbers aside, Aggies couldn't get the job done in a must-win football game, bringing immense amounts of pain to the fan base, to the team. You just hate to see another loss. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you so much for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day, tuning in through the pain and struggles that have been this season. I really appreciate it. I know it's not fun sitting here and having to think about losses, but those of you who are fighting through with me, uh, tuning in every day, I really, really, really do appreciate it. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will see you tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Aggies. Appreciate you. Have a good rest of your day.